You're listening to Market Scale Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and I'm about to have a conversation with the manager of premium sales for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kevin Clammer. Kevin, how are you today? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I get to talk to somebody who knows a lot about sports. So this is a good day for me. This is a win-win situation for me. Do me a favor. Tell me a little bit about how you wound up working for the Jaguars. Um, yeah, it's a, a long and, uh, and twisted road. Um, you started out in, uh, in college um, wanting to be a, a broadcaster, wanted to be on TV and radio, and um, just kind of fell out of love with it, didn't have the passion for it. And uh, had a buddy of mine that was in the same class as doing TV and radio said, hey, I'm going to take a sports management class. It sounds kind of cool. Uh, fill a couple credit hours and, and have fun doing it. So I said, why not? I got to take a couple credits. Um, so took the class, just kind of like an introduction to sport management and, and loved it was really passionate about it and said, I, I can't believe that this is a college degree where I can learn to apply business principles, um, you know, to the sports industry. Um, so to kind of marry two passions that I had. Um, so did that, I ended up finishing my, um, my degree in, in television and radio broadcasting being uh, on air, but, um, knowing that I was never going to use that just was close to graduation. So, um, did an outside concentration in, uh, sport management, probably about 12 or 13 credits there. And then decided, um, that probably wasn't enough to get a job in sports after I was hearing how competitive it was. So I decided to, um, had no internship experience as well. So that played a part. Um, I, uh, decided to apply to, to grad schools, got into uh, Florida state university grad school and um, was able to go up there and um, do a two-year track and took an entire semester off to do an internship with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So that was my first role that I had in sports working for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, spring training uh, operation down in Bradenton, Florida. Uh, that was in 2004. Um, finished grad school the following year in 2005 and aggressively pursued some jobs and was lucky enough to, to actually move home. Um, and work for the Florida Panthers, which was kind of in South Florida, which is where I grew up. So um, started there uh, working for a guy by the name of Chad Johnson, who is the um, uh, vice president of ticket sales and service and marketing. And um, funny how you get some circularity sometimes. Um, right now, I work for Chad Johnson, who's senior VP of ticket sales and service for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, I found that the industry is very interesting in the fact that it's a lot smaller than people think. Um, you know, uh, if you make connections, you want to keep them. You don't want to burn any bridges. But um, started my career selling hockey tickets in South Florida, which was not easy. And uh, was able to, um, you know, start an inside sales program, which a lot of teams have, which is uh, make it or break it. Either you, uh, you know, sink or swim. The, the people who, who sell the most end up getting promoted, typically, or, or get promoted to a different team out, outside of the one they started with. Maybe move around the country for a promotion, um, you know, and if you don't make it, you know, you're, you're out of a job within six to 12 months sometimes. So it's um, got to kind of invest in yourself and bet on yourself. So I did that, um, was promoted within four months from inside sales to our uh, new business development team and stayed there for about two years um, before moving to uh, Virginia. I was able to link up with uh, the Hokies for about three and a half years and uh, started my own company um, in uh, college sports marketing. I uh, had a client owned out uh, towards the Virginia Beach area uh, called Virginia Wesleyan College and did some consulting work with them, selling um, college sports, um, you know, marketing partnerships with uh, with companies that wanted to reach the students. 
and then um, moved down to South Florida, back where I, I grew up. My uh, my wife's a pediatrician, so I kind of followed her around a little bit as she went through med school and residency. Um, got out of sports for four years and sold advertising uh, for a large publishing group um, in South Florida. That's uh, you know newspaper and media company. Um, did that for a while. Um, you know, became a digital sales manager. And then found out we're moving to Jacksonville. So that's what led me here to the Jags is my wife got a full-time job uh, being a pediatrician here in Jacksonville. And I got to call up some old friends. Um, there's five of us that used to work in the mid-2000s at the Florida Panthers together. And now we work together here in the Jacksonville Jaguars a decade later. So um, that's that's a long story of how I got to work here for the Jaguars. So a couple of things come to mind when you tell that story. First, for somebody who thought that broadcasting was going to be competitive and perhaps you would give this sports administration a shot, I have a feeling that it's a little more competitive than you originally envisioned. And secondly, I've always found it fascinating that it's hard to sell tickets to a building filled with nice, cool air and ice to people who are sitting in the sun in Florida. I've always, I've really, I would have thought that would have been an easy sell. Well, you know, the, the team was an expansion team, so they didn't have a lot of history. Um, so that was, uh, that was an issue. Um, the biggest issue that we face is that, you know, South Florida, the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach areas, it's a big market. Um, and there's a lot to do. So there's concerts every single night. There's, you know, boating, you can go down to the Keys and go to the Bahamas. Um, you know, the weather's great outside just to get outside and, and do whatever you want to do. But, you know, we were also competing against the Miami Heat, who had, um, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne Wade at that time. Uh, the Dolphins were decent. Um, you know, the Marlins were okay. Um, and we were out, you know, kind of further north than any of those teams in, in suburban Fort Lauderdale. Um, and a lot of people from South Florida are not from South Florida. They grew up in New York in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Ohio and relocated down here. And they stay fans of the Penguins and the Rangers and the Islanders. Um, a lot of Canadian tourists come down. So we didn't have a great home field advantage. People just, it's not a sport that people grew up with in South Florida. So even if you grew up in South Florida, you didn't grow up playing ice hockey. You grew up playing baseball or basketball or soccer. So um, not a lot of hockey fans in South Florida is what made it challenging. And the team wasn't very good then either. I know data is 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 the big word right now, and it seems like you're taking that information and and using it to create a better experience overall for your guests. Yeah, um, you know, to create better overall experience for our guests, um, you know, uh, a ton of surveys, um, you know, so we can learn where where we're doing well, where we need to get better. Um, you know, we use it a lot on the business intelligence side. So not only to improve the, the you know, fans experience at the game, um, to help us find, you know, the next season ticket holders to enable us to reach out, uh, to folks who may have just visited our website within the last, you know, um, 24 hours or less and clicked on, you know, maybe certain premium products on our website. Uh, we'll have that information loaded into our CRM the next day, and I can have a sales rep call somebody who was on our website within the last 24 hours looking at pages uh, related to um, new season tickets for entertaining for business purposes. So, you know, we'll take that and make a call and, you know, don't tell that person necessarily that, hey, I know you've been on our website recently, but we'll call and say, hey, just wondering if you're interested in, in partnering with the Jaguars this year. And a lot of times the response is, that's funny, I was just on your website. 
So a lot of times we can, um, you know, acquire IP addresses and email addresses and things like that. Um, you know, uh, the, the internet is a crazy place. I learned that in my, my days of, uh, digital marketing, how much, um, you know, marketers and advertisers know about us just based upon websites we visit. Um, and, uh, you know, what that tells uh, them about us and how they can pursue us as sales leads as a result of that. Talk to me a little bit about how you've seen the experience of a fan change over the last couple of years. I think, um, you know, you've got to be constantly willing to evolve your stadium, especially if it's not a newer facility. People want to be closer to the action with premium seats that are, you know, more comfortable, better amenities, all-inclusive food and beverage. So that's one of the, the reasons I was attracted to come work here for the Jaguars is because they're very much on the forefront of innovation and premium seating. Um, I'm working on a project this year that will provide, uh, you know, premium bar rail seating directly behind the south end zone with all-inclusive food and beverage. That's going to be, you know, a fantastic product for businesses that want to entertain and give somebody some really wow moments, you know, uh, getting on TV, watching touchdowns being caught right in front of them. Um, you know, so that's what, you know, uh, we're really about in, in terms of, you know, fighting the battle with the couch. How do you get somebody off their couch when they could watch it on their 60-inch flat-screen TV? You've got to provide unique experiences. You know, when your TV, you can't get within five yards of a player who's running towards you trying to make a touchdown catch. You, you don't offer that with TV. You know, you don't, you know, you're not high-fiving strangers, you know, that are excited about the same thing that you're excited about uh, when, you're, when you're sitting and watching on your couch. Um, you know, here at our stadium, we have you know, the largest score, scoreboards um, in the NFL. They're over 100 yards long, and we have them on the north and south side of the stadium. So it's, it's a heck of a way to watch a game. We put pools in the north end zone so people that are heated to 90 degrees. People can, you know, swim and watch the game because it's plexiglass. It's actually not a bad seat. So we build all kinds of decks and terraces and, you know, um, just unique environments for people to be able to enjoy the game and then uh, to be able to use it for business purposes too. You know, when you think about stadiums traditionally, it's one static seat and whatever style of construction of that seat, that's the seat you have at the game. You've actually approached the concept of seat to be almost anything but someplace that you sit. That's a really fascinating way to approach that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, watching a game from a pool is uh, non-traditional but unique, and it's one of the things that people, when they think of Jacksonville, they think of our stadium with the pools. Um, you know, we want to put seats on the field to where you're actually walking right by the visiting team bench. Um, we have an area in uh, in the end zone where you can stand and watch the game from directly behind the goalpost. Um, you know, big uh, big patios where people, if they just want to socialize and watch the game, if they want to walk from the the top row of the stadium, um, and they can walk down to the top of the 200 level of the stadium and, and stand in a, a common area that's kind of hip. Great music. There's DJs. You know, there's the football game experience at, at a Jaguars game is unlike any other that I've ever been to. You know, it, it it kind of tries to cater to multiple audiences. Whether you're the fan that wants to sit on the 50 yard line and at the club and watch the game and never get out of your seat. Or if you're the guy that wants to buy the cheapest ticket possible and go kind of mill around the stadium a little bit, go to FanDuelville, go to the Bud Zone, you know, all kinds of areas that are carved out and, and you know, people kind of find their home. A lot, of, a lot of times people don't stay in their seats during our game and, and we're fine with that. You know, we want it to be a social experience when people come out, we want people to have fun and keep coming back. So I can remember 
early on in my sports fan career, you really had a choice of like two or three different places max that you could sit in a stadium. Just out of curiosity, how many different types of seats do you guys have at Jacksonville? Yeah, I think I tried counting recently because um, we uh, there's a premium seating conference that uh, that we go to every year, and then you know a lot of teams were talking about that. Yeah, they only had three. A lot of times it was general bowl, club, and suites. So we have all that, but we also have spa cabanas. We have terrace cabanas, which are just above that that don't have access to the pool. Uh, we have a, a terrace suite, which is uh, you know really high end buffet. We have field seats, which are on the field. Uh, we have a, a Fandleville bar rail, which is like a 200 level bar rail. We have club bar rails. We have club tables or four top, high top tables. Um, you know, bar rails right behind the end zone. Um, loge boxes that fit six people that are right by the end zone as well. Um, I, I feel like I'm probably even missing a few, but you know, there, there's a, oh, we have you know four person tables right near a uh, right near the bud zone. Um, you know, which is a, a kind of a lively area of the stadium. So. We feel like we have, you know, products that that match just about everybody. We encourage people to come down, have a meeting with us. Let us, especially if they're a business, let us learn about their needs, who their clients are, you know, um, how many people they would typically want to bring to a game. And then show them all the options. And a lot of times, you know, they, they want to take advantage of an option to where it already includes food and beverage on the ticket. Their client never has to take their, their wallet out of their pocket. And, um, you know, it comes with a parking pass, which is hard to get here. And all of a sudden, you know, they're not submitting any expense reports at the end of the year because they already prepaid for everything when they come to the stadium, which makes it really turnkey and makes an attractive offer when you want to get a client to come out to, to join you and, and talk for four hours and get to know about their business and about them personally and professionally. When you tell them, hey, I'm picking up the tab for food and drinks and we got great seats on the 50 yard line with a place to rest our food and drink, what do you say? People start to say yes. And then that's where we also go further to develop some of the unique opportunities and experiences to deliver to those clients too. You've kind of won part of the battle of getting, as you mentioned, fans off of their couch and out to the stadium. What sort of things, sort of secret sauce are you working on that you can tell me about as the next step in getting fans out and engaged when they're in the stadium? Yeah, uh, I think it, it you know ties back to a lot of things that we just mentioned. Um, you know, if you want to win the battle, you know, uh, with the couch, it's, it's got to be about the experience. You know, so it's you got to make it, you know, turnkey for people to be able to come to the games. You want the experience getting into the parking lots to be easy. You want the, you know, access to to climate controlled lounges if it's hot or cold. Um, you know, a lot of teams, uh, you know, have significantly invested in, you know, uh, your roof structures to provide shade if it's a hot weather market. Um, you just want to make it. It's hard enough to get somebody off the couch when they, they can watch it on their flat screen. So you got to make it worth their while because they're going to have to pay more money to come here to watch the game. People, you know, love live sports, but sometimes they say, is the juice worth the squeeze? That's, that's my job. It's our job to develop, you know, products that make people want to get off the couch to come to the game, you know, celebrate touchdowns in person. You know, when you see, you know, a lot of fan videos from, you know, the last play of the game, you can't get that feeling anywhere else but in the stadium. So, you know, we try to do fan programs, um, you know, rewards for season ticket members for renewing their seats, um, you know, trips uh, to away games, uh, you know, for select groups of fans. Um, you really want it to feel like it's a, a membership and a family that you want to be part of and make it very difficult for somebody to say, man, I think I'm thinking about giving up my seats and make sure that they feel valued and 
We measure that across the league, just got named number one in customer service among all NFL teams. So it's not just about selling the seats. It's about making sure that our members feel valued and making sure that the experience is the best one in the NFL when they come here. Now, I have to say, I do like the the new amenities that are rolling out across all major sports. I like uh, the in-arena connectivity and team-based apps and extra screens. I like all of that. But I have to say, I'm kind of a fan of Everbank Field. It has a, I don't know how to say it. When you look at it, it just has a football feel to it. Am I imagining that? No, I think that's accurate. Um, you know, it, it's it's a unique experience to come to a game here. Um, you know, uh, th- there are fans that want to do nothing more than to just, you know, sit in a comfortable club seat on the 50-yard line. Um, you know, at, at the same time, you know, it's very unique. Um, you know, I think there's some people that could argue that it's, it's you know, um, weird playing a football game um, when you're a, an opposing team and you're looking up and there's people swimming in a pool. Um, you know, tons of people just hanging out on, on, you know, party decks and terraces. So, um, you know, we have a a ton of of fans that just want to be locked in and in their seat and they're core football fans. And they've been in that same seat for over 25 years, but we've got a lot of younger fans that, you know, they want to move around a little bit. They, they want to get value for their experience and, you know, they're, they're not afraid to buy a a cheap seat and then walk around the stadium and watch from different parts where they can stand and watch the game. So. It's a it's a unique stadium. It has a ton of premium products uh, that you wouldn't expect for an old, older stadium because we are now one of the oldest stadiums in the NFL. But you know we uh, consistently renovate and um, and innovate, and I think that's what keeps the experience you know, uh, you know so interesting for our fans and helps me as a sales manager uh, create market products. Um, you know if we can uh, have a vision and build a business plan, um, a lot of times you know we can get things approved and and, and make these cool unique experiences just with a thought or an idea. And that's why I love working here. The thought of hosting a Super Bowl at your stadium, does that fill you with terror or with an unbelievable amount of energy? Let's go and do this. I, I would love for it to happen. Um, you know, I think anytime you have, uh, you know, events at your stadium, uh, I think it's a, an opportunity to showcase, you know, things that you're proud of. Um, you know, we get USA soccer that comes through here, Monster Jam. Um, you know, big concert series. Um, you know, uh, I, I think the people of Jacksonville loved having the Super Bowl here in the, in the mid 2000s. I think it was around 2005. Um, I, and we had a lot of work to do before we could bring one back. Uh, but it would fill me with a, a sense of pride to have people in my building, in my newly adopted city that I'm really enjoying the, the market here. It's a great city, great people, um, great culture here. You know, so it would be incredible, but I know we got work to do. It's part of what our owner, Shad Khan's working on, trying to develop the downtown area to make it more attractive. Um, you know, new hotels, new businesses. We do some infrastructure development that needs to happen before Jacksonville would be ready for that. But who knows? Maybe we can get the NFL draft here in the next few years. That's uh, something that we're, uh, we're thinking about pursuing. So hopefully that'll happen. Well, I wish you continued success, good luck, and good weather. In Jacksonville, today I've had an opportunity to talk with Kevin Clammer, the manager of premium sales for the NFL's Jacksonville Jaguars. Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.